Welcome to the Bambushi Happy Hour. I am Peju Bambushi Roethlisberger. Hi, everyone, and I'm Naomi Bambushi. And this is the Bambushi Happy Hour film and TV edition. How are you, Mom? What's up? Oh, hi, sweetie. I'm just fine. Everything is great. I've been very busy the last week or so. Uh, things have been fairly hectic for me, but okay. um, everything is going wonderfully. How about you? Uh, yeah, things have been, um, you know, productive and a little bit hectic, but, you know, you know, all for the good. Um, I did get a chance to go to a concert the other night. Um, you oh, know. good. Was that the Father John Misty? No, no. This oh, <laughs> this one was Theo Katzman. Oh, Theo Katzman. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he's, and you know, he's, he's good. Um, you know, he's not anyone that I really just listened to on my own, but I was introduced to him by a special someone. Oh, uh, and, um, and it was good. It was like a, you know, soulful kind of, you know. Okay. Oh, yes. Yeah, so it was good. It, it, it okay. was good. I, enjoy, I enjoyed myself. Okay, good. Oh, that was in Texas somewhere, right? Yes, that was actually in Deep Ellum. So, oh, okay, yeah. good, good. I had okay. a good time. Yeah. Okay, wow. that sounds wonderful. All was right. it indoor or outdoor, both? Oh, it was indoor. It was, oh, it's, a, okay. it's like a tree in the middle of, I think, is it called tree? The tree? Oh, trees. trees. I think this place is yes. called trees. Oh, that is, wonderful. Yes, that place is pretty popular. It is. Okay. It is. All right, good. Okay. okay. So what All else right. is happening, sweetie? Anything? What's going well, on? Well, there's a lot of stuff going on, but we need to tell everybody what we're sipping on. Um, today, okay. today we are sipping on um, some vodka from one of our guests um, that you guys are going to hear from soon, within the next couple of weeks, um, from Taylor Red, and it is Red Rose Vodka. Ma, you want to do a little okay. toast? Here's to let's lift our glasses to long life, prosperity, health, wealth, and happiness, and many more wonderful concerts to come. Salud. Salud. You know what? Speaking of concerts, my Coachella is going on. Oh, that was real good. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was very delicious. Yes, you know, Coachella is going on, and that's really popular. I forgot to mention that. There's a lot of stuff going on. Bad Bunny, is he's, uh, I think he's like uh, the main performer. So anyway, let's let's move on. I know you listen to Bad Bunny all the time, though. That's one of your favorites. Sure. Okay. Um, all right, let's get into it. moving, daughter. Let's get into the first movie. And the first movie is Praise This. And it is starring Chloe Bailey, Drewski, you know, Quavo, and Tristan Wiles. And you know my Quavo from Migos? Okay. Yes. So Trist- so, th- so this is the story of- this is from The Wire. Yes. The Wire, right. So this is the story um, of a young woman who is dealing with some grief. And she's sent to- uh, well, outside of LA, I forgot where it was that she actually went to, but she's from LA and she joins, she winds up joining a praise team in which the team is heavy underdogs, but she finds um, inspiration and purpose with this praise team. And so Will Packer is the producer and the director. Oh, is, I love Will Packer. And the director is Tina Gordon. So my, what did you give 
praise this. I gave praise this, high praise for the singing. The singing was very good. Those choirs were excellent. What you think of Chloe Bailey? It was nice to see. It was nice. She was the lead character, correct? Correct, yes. Yeah. Beautiful voice. Lovely voice. Uh, like I said, the singing. Okay? I The singing was excellent. Uh, very inspirational. Very fun. Nice kind of, you know, modern uh, twist on traditional gospel and some newer, more modern. They had a mm -hmm. whole nice mixture. Uh, the music was very fun and very inspirational. Uh, it was nice for me to see uh, a gentleman whose name I don't recall, but he was one of the favorite people on uh, one season of Ready to Love. My nice, please. To nice to see Coco Brown. Uh, oh, my goodness. I saw a couple people. Nice to get a quick glimpse of Michelle Williams. I think I saw her in there somewhere toward the end. She had a cameo. Yeah. And um, oh, it was just nice to see those wonderful faces. And the singing was uh, excellent and very inspirational. The end. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say that, you know, the singing and the entertainment itself was it was good. Um, the actual plot. You know, first off, Chloe's character was supposed to be legally an adult. She was already out of high school. How was it somebody is forcing her to go live with, you know, an, you know, some extended relatives? That part was very silly to me. It was clear that she was like a young adult, a grown woman. Um, you know, just it was very predictable as to what would happen in the end. And um yeah, I, I really didn't get anything else. And, you know, Tristan Wiles, let me just say this. I, I really want to see him elevate himself because um, we've seen him when he was a kid and he did a hell of a job on The Wire. And since then, he hasn't ever lived up to the roles that he the role that he played when he was in the wire. Now I know that's a hard they're, thing to do. They're just getting but, dust off that gold mine. That's right. a gold mine. They're only getting the dust. So, you know, I don't know what's going on, but I hope uh, he and his agent can continue to shop around until they find a vehicle that meets his talent. Mm -hmm. Because so far they have not done that since The Wire. Right. Right. And um, and, and I want to say for Chloe Bailey, Chloe Bailey is a singer and a performer. And, um, you know, she she has a really good voice and, you know, she did a good job with this. We've seen her in Swarm. And we've seen her, that she has some acting chops on top of us knowing that she um, is a good singer. So for her case, she's continuing to show range. So Tristan, you know, I know you can do better than this man. Um, so I'm just going to, I'm going to give it um, a very low premium, even though it, you know, could get a hooch, but because, you know, there's the talent, we do see talent there. I'm going to go with a five uh, low premium. Good. What are you going with, my? I'll give it a five point five. It was nice to see some some uh old faces, favorite faces, uh, familiar faces in different places. Oh, and I know who else I saw. I can't remember the young lady's name. She's one of my favorite people. She plays on Tyler Perry's Sisters, and she's the, the secretary to one of the main characters. And she is excellent, and she has a beautiful voice. So she played the woman who owned the club. And she was singing in her own club. Mm -hmm. 
and he was sort of, you know, giving some words of wisdom to mm -hmm. Chloe Bailey's character. She was so good. I didn't know she could sing. She has a beautiful voice. She started out as one of the wardrobe people for Tyler Perry, and she asked him for a chance to be in Sisters, and he said, okay, I gave you the shot, and now she's one of the main characters, and she is good, and she's a very interesting character, multi-talented. I can't remember her name. I'm so sorry, but it was lovely to see her in there, too. Okay, just, just you know, so few surprises. So I'm going with 5.5. Okay, uh, next movie is 80 for Brady, uh, starring Jane Fonda, Sally Field, Rita Moreno, Lily Tomlin, um, Harry Hamlin, Billy Porter, and of course, Tom Brady. And there was a little cameo with Gronk. Uh, so this is really, believe it or not, this is based on a true story uh, so of this real life super fan group of Tom Brady's. And they were, it was over 80 for Brady. And so their four friends, they embark on a trip of a lifetime to see Tom Brady with the New England Patriots uh, play in the 2017 Super Bowl against the Atlanta Falcons. And um, I thought it was cute. It was funny. Uh, it was very unbelievable at times uh, when they actually broke into the uh, coordinator's booth and started uh, telling Tom Brady started giving him plays, you know, through through the coordinator. Uh, that was really just kind of ridiculous. Um, but and and then the dance scene that was cute, but that was also ridiculous. Uh, but you know, it was entertaining and it was nice to see women of a certain age. You know, everybody always used to say it was over forty that was a certain age. These women, um, for the exception of Sally Field, are over eighty, and Rita Moreno is over ninety. So that really is over a certain age and they were doing their thing. And, you know, I'm just, they're very talented. And so I don't want to hear anybody under uh, 70 or 80 complaining about not being able to find good roles. So my, what are, what are your thoughts? I'm going to say a bunch of super old ladies, a bunch of senior citizens dressed up because they were just fine. They were some fabulous clothes, dressed up and having fun. And that's what I'm going to say. And it was a feel-good, funny, silly movie. And that's what it was. Mm -hmm. And and it was just like you said, and it was also, happy. And also super talented. Don't don't forget, these ladies are super old, but they are also super talented. Mm -hmm. they, they, they really are very talented old ladies who's, who has nothing left to prove in mm -hmm. terms of their acting chops. We know they all have them super duper in abundance. And they were all together having fun. And like I said, we're in fabulous uh, outfits, fabulous pants, suits, and hairdos, and you know everything. And and it was just a fun. It was just a feel good, fun, silly movie. That's it. Yeah, I thought it was really cute. I, I did I, too. Um, I did too. What do you give it, Ma? Ah, uh, I'm giving it. I'm gonna give it a, a high premium. I'm giving it a seven point five. Seven point five. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm gonna um stay in with the premium. Um, I'm probably going to go. Um, probably with about a six and a half or seven, somewhere in okay. there. I thought it was a little okay. it was cute. Okay. You know, it's silly, but it was cute. Okay. Okay. Um, so my we gotta talk about uh one of the biggest things and to make headlines this past week was secession. Logan Roy is gone. The character, of course. Brian, we know Brian Cox is is around kicking and running his mouth. Uh, but 
I was surprised. I didn't think that this was going to happen so soon in the season. I had a feeling that he would die as the name of the show is Secession. And when the show first came on in mind, I rewatched the, 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 what is it? The series premiere. And um, it started off with Logan's birthday. Logan just turned 80. And when they did the, you know, obituary, they said that I think he's 84. Uh, I just didn't, I thought it was an excellent episode. I, I thought the way they filmed it, I thought the reactions from the characters were really uh, in line with how I think these characters would have behaved in real life. Um, it was just very emotional. And I like that his death was for the most part off camera. I, I did too. Really I like the fact that it was off camera as well, because you really didn't want to see that, you know, and real, I, 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 I did too. What, where I thought it was very interesting. I thought it was very good. And I was surprised because they really didn't let you in on that, that right. it was going to happen right then. There was nothing. I mean, you could know that by the end succession doesn't have to be succession because someone is dead you know, succession could simply be because he's so old. Right. So to me, it didn't necessarily mean that he was going to die, but it, you know, uh, during the shooting, filming of the series, but, but you know, you could, you know, say that it wouldn't be so surprising, but was very what was very surprising was that it happened so early on because mm -hmm. there's like six, seven episodes left, you know, so we know it's going to be a long drawn out or protracted fight over you know who's going to actually take over the reins mm -hmm. um what i did not think was quite as believable in my opinion was that they would have been so stunned that an 80 something year old man 80 year old man who's already been sick He's 84 okay 80, 80. 80 okay 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 sweetie well, something on. like that sorry that's not you know that's trivia he's a 80 you know or 80 plus okay um that that they're so stunned because he died to me, and and because he was all about the business, they're all about the business and fighting for his between his affection, uh, through the ability to show him that they can help run the business or run the business business and all that. To me, it wasn't it to me the way they reacted was not realistic because they would have been immediately they would have fallen into what's the next step. They would have been prepared for that psychologically. I'm not saying they wouldn't have been hurt. But they would have been ready in terms of the business. And what are we going to do? What's going to happen next? What's next, next, next? They wouldn't have been. It was like they was caught, you know, reeling. It was like they were sucker punched, you know, and they shouldn't have been. They should have been prepared for that. You got me? And a man like that, a man with all that money and all that power and all those kids, they would have been ready for that. It may have been unsettled. They may still have to fight. But they would have had each one would have had their own scenario of how this thing is going to play out all together. They act like, oh, boy, what a surprise. They act like dad was a, a man 30 years younger in the prime of his life. You know, this man had already been sick and he was 80 plus years old. You know, so to me, they did not. And their life is all about the business and their father's all about the business. So they would have been would not have been so stunned. And, and they, you know, here's and what to do. And oh, boy, and here's Tom, Dick and Harry. They would have been ready for that any moment. And he's already, you know, like I said, he's already had a serious stroke. 
you know, uh, during the series. We've seen that. So to me, no. To me, to me, they wouldn't have been so caught off guard in real life. Well, well, my, what I was saying is that when I, uh, because I went back and watched the the first episode from season one, and so many things just happened in that episode to bring us to where we where we are. One, it was uh, he turned eighty. Right. Uh, he was he was sick. Remember, he went to go urinate okay, okay. And, and, you know, and, like, and, and it was like public knowledge. OK, so that that's point. what I'm saying. All so of those why things. were they so surprised? However, my however, later. however, with them, I think that there would have been maybe one person who was, you know, uh, not believing it and still being stubborn and not prepared. I think that one out of the four kids would have at least been about the business and more sensible well, to well, them. That's what I'm saying to you. Well, okay, just... that's what I'm saying to you. They always was like reeling. They always like, what? No. Huh? But but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. I think like you yeah. like you said, I think yeah. it would have been a mixture. I, I don't think yeah. it would have well, been well, okay, but, but yeah, all of them all, seemed they were all, yeah. right. They were all like totally unprepared. So there would have been somebody who would have just stepped right up and would have been like, okay, even though they know intellectually, I mean emotionally they're hurt, but intellectually they would have been like ready to step right in because don't forget that's what they've been doing fighting about the business anyway all along Mm -hmm. so now when it comes time to boom what are we going to do they would have had a million contingency plans ready to put in motion not just one they would have had a bunch of if that then when scenarios and they had none they had and yeah, and, and you know, I agree with you. So I don't know how that's going to play out. Well, and we'll I see. and then uh, you know, Tom, I can't stand Tom, but Tom has weaseled his way and stayed within the family. And I have no idea why Shiv even married him. She can't even stand him. And and then Jerry was supposed to be fired, and so we see all of that took a big you know dip and change. Well, that that so, did U turn. That was yeah. a U turn right then and there. Right. But I'm not sure. I guess time will tell. I'm not sure if Jerry should have been fired because she'd been with him for years. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure she was that, but, but I'm not sure it was justified for her to be fired at that point. You know, maybe right. that was a situation that w- will work out for the better. I don't know. But what about this new girlfriend? You know, I don't, I don't know. The young girlfriend? Thing. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know. They, know they'll that. really will get rid of her. I, I don't see her having. Is it Carrie? Well, is it Carrie? Uh, yeah it's something yeah, yeah. Carrie is her name so yeah. I don't know so we shall see you know we'll got see. a whole lot of got a whole lot of moving pieces going on right there and the main problem is going to be of course with the kids you see because the kids fighting each other and outside yeah you know? it, but I'm telling so, you I don't trust Tom I feel like Tom is you know going to do some stuff that he's you know well, I'm gonna say not supposed to do, but that's all that he ever really. He's cared already about. he's already getting rid of documents and yep. and having having the the uh, cousin shred things and this yep. and that. But you know what I think too? I think the cousin is going to surprise us. I think he's going to step so. up. I think he's going to step up in a way. Well, I don't know good or bad, but he's going to step up in a non goofy way. He's going to mm-hmm. step up in the way of someone with real business acumen mm-hmm. and not playing bozo. You know, mm-hmm. I think he's going to step up in a way, in a position that we never thought. You Probably. know, he I, should. Think he, I think he's going to flip the script and, and the way Tom has been, he's been allowing Tom to use him and all that. I think all that's going to flip. Right. So, right. so let's see. Let's, let's just see. Let's okay. See. All right. Okay. Um, and now Ted Lasso. 
And so I don't know how I feel about Ted Lasso um, this season. I mean, it's good. I think, you know, it's always good, good stories, you know, really good, you know, acting and cast. But there's a couple of things that will annoy me a little bit. But I'll start off with um, Richmond is going downward. They they keep losing. And Zava has now retired. And it's so like I, a bottomless pit. Right. They just did just they're falling down through the abyss. Right. You know, you and, don't know what's going on. Right. And and my and I don't know, like Ted, you know, his mind, he's all thinking about the ex-wife, and then he's thinking about his son. His son is now a bully. He found that out. Right. And, you know, in his mind, he's probably thinking, Am I spending the right amount of time with my son? I'm so far away. And, you know, and he's getting bigger. And what type of influence is everybody having over the head? Over right, my son. right, and mom is bringing in these Tom, Dick, and Harry, right, and son in his mind. That's right. how he's thinking, you know. And I, and I'm just, yeah. I'm wondering. Oh, and also, um, Higgins. Remember Higgins sit, sat down with Rebecca, and it was like a really awkward conversation. Right. Do we need to think about maybe letting Ted getting go? rid of Ted? Yeah. Right. And right. So right. you know, well, who wouldn't be thinking about that after a while? Right. Right. You're going to so. be looking at. You're going to be looking at letting somebody go. Yeah, and he's the one that she imported to come do whatever magic she think he could work. Right, with. right. Uh, so, so let's see how that's going. And to me, you know, you know, to me, Ted is he's he's pretty. I won't say he's indifferent or anything, but he doesn't seem to be overly burdened by how the team <laughs> is doing. He seems to have a lot of things on his mind, and that's just one of them. I don't know that he's given the team a priority. He's responsible, but I don't see him. You know eating, drinking, and sleeping, you know, the, the team. To me, he's pretty, you know, even killed about it. You know, to me, yeah. he's not obsessing yeah. about the team. Not at all. No, you're right. You know, so let's just see. Maybe he has the right attitude. But if other people are very obsessed about it and they don't feel that you're equally invested, even though it isn't actually, you don't own the team, but you work for it, you know, uh, they might they might easily look at you. Right. They usually look at you and say, well, you know, the team is not doing, the team is doing like the, the, the bottom. The team right. is doing the worst and you seem like you're just good with it. Oh, well, let's see how things go. And if that's your attitude, no, because you're being hired to make things go a certain way. Right. That change, not just, hey, let me sit back and see what happens, you know. Well, so, see, I mean. I, I, I would consider firing him. Yeah, cause he, cause I'm like you. He's, you know, he's he doesn't seem happy about yeah. it. No, but, but that's he's not nonchalant. Yeah, yeah. Mm -mm. I'm not seeing him worry. I'm not seeing him being as worried as that little nasty one, Nate. Nate, Nate? yeah, yeah. I yeah. Mean, he's not even as concerned about it as Nate was. Nate was nasty and everything, but at least he's obsessed with something, you know. Yeah. But 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 Ted. He's kind of wishy-washy about a lot of things. That's probably why his wife drop kicked his ass over there, you know, because he's he, he doesn't seem to take anything that serious. You know, no. you got to have passion about something. Well, the only thing he passion, he's passionate about is baking those little cookies every biscuits. morning and yeah. bringing in those little biscuits, you know. <laughs> I mean, no, and she probably sick of them. She probably wanted a different recipe with them by now. But anyway, I don't know. But I, I I feel you with Ted, yeah. I feel you with with about Ted. Mm -mm. And and you know, and they, they, all these little different things. Obviously, Rebecca and Sam. We didn't really see Sam, but we we kind of get the feeling that somehow or another Sam is going. Gosh, her and Sam may get together. 
I don't know if she's going to have a baby. I don't know. All these little things. That I'm, not, I'm not feeling that at all. Me neither. You know, no. I'm not feeling that at all. It's just not, it's just not right. Like she is his boss. Like okay. that whole thing. I'm yeah. not feeling. Yeah. And, and then my, you know who else I'm not really feeling this season? Keely. Kelly is just dippy. I don't know what direction she's supposed to be going in and what all she's supposed to be doing. And Keely's all over the place. I now I'm I'm seeing why Rory is like, you know, mm, you know, I don't right. think this is right. Because to me, Keely's still exploring whatever she needs to explore. And it doesn't seem like she's worried about being committed to anybody. To me, she should have stayed with that other one who was Jamie. going with everybody. Jamie, yeah. she should have yeah. just stayed with him because they're the same. Yeah, and well, he seemed like he's calmed down now. Uh, yeah, right. I think he's trying to focus more on his career, you know, right now, or what, or getting it back together, or whatever just, he's doing. I didn't, I didn't like what they did yeah. with Keely and her boss. She, that's another person who was yeah. her boss. Right, right. Like what? So, and, and you have so, sex oh, and, in and the and office, you, right? And you surrounded with a bunch of women. Are you going right. with her because you think she can help you get ahead? Is it just convenient? Was you just high and feeling like doing anything with anybody? I right. mean, you know, Keely, she's blowing them all around in the wind too, which is fine. But uh, it's good for her not to really just. Do you know, say she's in a monogamous relationship then? Because that's not where her head is. Uh-uh. Not no, right now. No. So, yeah. So it's very interesting, but I don't necessarily like the way some of the storylines are going. But it's definitely interesting. So, yeah, you know, you got a lot of things moving all around. So let's see. And it looks like the team is only on Rebecca's mind. Yep. Uh, Maybe Higgins, I, I guess. And everybody else is is second, third, fourth, fifth. I don't even know where it's at. You know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. You know, we'll talk about. I keep mentioning Mando. We'll talk about Mando next week. I promise, everybody. Um. I wanted to talk a little bit about Ghost. What is it? Ghost Power Book Two, because something oh, really boy. big happened in this episode, and you know that was uh, Lorenzo. Lorenzo was killed in this episode. And that's a, a pretty big step because he did play, a, you know, a pretty big part. Yeah, he, he was and, the patriarch. Yeah, right. He came home and, you know, he started out with him incarcerated, you know, right? And right. then once he came home, you know, it was all about Poppy, you know. And that's going to play, uh, that's going to uh, build a wedge between Monet and if Di whenever Diane finds out, because, you know, she was daddy's girl. She loved him. Completely. Completely. And and then then Kane started to feel more love again towards his dad, you know. Right recently. when he found out what really happened, right. how it went down. That's right. right. And so you know, and Monet is just the one who her favorite was was Zeke, and, you right. know, and nobody didn't know that Zeke was hers until it was right. too late. And then, you know? and then Lorenzo is really not Zeke's father, you right, know? right? And you know, I, I, I don't know at what point Lorenzo find that I lost track at this stage of the game, but I think he always knew that he was not uh, what's the name's father. Yeah, you know, I think he, he was not he was not Zeke's, Zeke's father, but I think he did love him, and you know, you know, he had love for him and whatnot, and it was. I don't Zeke's think husband. he loved him. Zeke? Well, not love like his kids, but I mean, he wasn't an enemy. He didn't mean to oh, kill him. No, is what he didn't. I'm trying to say. Yeah, it was, for sure. It was, it, it was an accident. It was a pure accident. It really right. was an accident. 
And and the the only other really mistake he made was not telling Monet soon enough, but Monet is despicable. Mary Mm -hmm. Jane, you playing one despicable ass character Mm -hmm. because you are despicable. You yeah. want your daughter drawn into that, although your although your daughter is telling you she doesn't want to do that. You're taking your youngest son, uh, you know, who was in school and doing whatever, and you know, you got him tied up in it, mm-hmm. and on and on and on. You opposed your husband who didn't want your daughter in it, and finally got your daughter out of it. This last episode when he mm-hmm. gets killed, you know, the daughter's out of it. And he said he'll find another way. He didn't want her dealing those drugs up there in school, you know, mm-hmm. and whatnot, you know, and you can't see anything positive for your daughter, you know, to get out of that, you know? Right. And then there's been so much murder and killing and everything. What do you think you're accomplishing by killing somebody else? Right. You already lost one son. Your other two sons are in the life. Okay, mm-hmm. your daughter, you're estranged, even though she comes home for dinner or sometime occasionally. <laughs> I don't know what she was at the dinner table. I don't know what was up with that. You couldn't speak to her in the street. She couldn't come to the family meeting, but yet you could sit down at the family dinner table with her. You know, so I don't know how right. that out. But whatever, whatever is the case, you're having difficulty with everybody in your family and you think it's a good idea to to set it up where you didn't pull the trigger, but you put every wheel in motion to have him killed. You oh, didn't do sure. it yourself, but you just went directly and and you know and and had you know uh and had him killed. And so I, that's not good. That's not good, Mary J. You you are playing one damn despicable character, and you then killed that cop. It's just a matter of time before they find that out. Yeah, and, and that's a big him, part. And who's going to tell him is going to be Diane when she finds out that you had her father killed. Right. So she, that's what's going to happen too. Because it was an accident when Zeke got killed. You got him killed on purpose. You right. got him killed intentionally. And that's a big difference. That's a big difference. So like you say, lot going down, lot going down. Yeah, on- and then and then Lauren, we forgot to mention that. Then we then <laughs> Tariq finds out that Lauren isn't dead, and that was and find out and find out that Effie wants her dead. Right. Okay, that's a whole another thing. And Effie never came out and said that. Okay, and then what about Brandon? It, 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 Brandon, it, you know, got caught, and and you know, and they was beating the crap out of Brandon. Right. right? Right. And what are they going to, I don't know, to me, the way they have things on here just isn't making any sense at all. And Tariq, he's just the smartest. He knows more than everybody else. And, you know, he's a a prodigy. He keeps telling everybody he's smarter than his father. He's this, he's that. He's also quite a lot bit uglier than his father, too. (laughs) And he's this and he's that. And oh, and he's the greatest. Tariq is another one who's despicable. Yes, he is. despicable. And no redemption in him. Who could you believe he loved when he would just kill his father like that? Right. And this is the father who raised him and loved him. You know, he's not a father who, who you know, didn't make mistakes because, you know, come on, you know, but he's not a father who turned his back on his son. Right. You know, he and he's not a father who was attempting to hurt his son. No, everything he did was for the family. Right, now, right. Now you it might have been, you know, dangerous. <laughs> But he really loved his family. He, he really loved his family. He was did not turn his back on his son, even when his marriage was, you know, over or whatever. 
you know, they were separated or whatever he was doing in with his you know, the affair he was having. Uh, he still loved his son. Even right. when he was over with the other woman, he still had his kids over there with him half the time. Right, right. You know, so it, was just, it just was, it, it. you know, Tariq, no, no, Tariq, no. You know, and, and, you know, a lot of people quit watching the show because, you know, they just thought it was beyond the pale to have somebody who would kill their father just be the lead character in a show. I mean, right. kill, kill a father, a father who actually loved him and took care of him. All right. Took care of the whole family. Yeah. So, mm, yeah. Yeah. So, but, mm-hmm. but, but, you know, still it all. It's interesting. And I keep watching. I watch it, it every week. It's interesting, but, you know, I'm looking at yeah. it sideways a little bit, but it's definitely interesting. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Um. So let's move on to a new series, a limited series called The Last Thing He Told Me, um, which is based on a novel of the same name starring Jennifer Garner as a woman who is left in shock after her husband of 14 months disappears, disappears yeah. Uh, yeah leaving uh his 16 year old daughter behind and it also mm. stars Aisha Tyler uh yeah. and Gorai Rice Nikolai Koster everybody knows him as uh Jamie Lannister from Game of Thrones and this was executive produced by Miss Reese Witherspoon mm. so um what are your thoughts on the last thing he told me Okay, so I don't know how many episodes there are, but I'm like two. one and a half. Two, okay. There's only really two out two, now. Two, really? yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm like one and a half episodes in. And, um, you know, some of it is cliche with the, you know, the 16-year-old daughter who hates the, the uh, stepmother and, you know, is really not connecting with her. That's a, you know, problematic relationship. And I, I'm not really sure what happened to the husband. I don't know where he is and what's going on. Mm-hmm. And it appears that he is either a crook or suspected of being a crook uh, because some of his co-workers were arrested and, and this and that. So I'm trying to put it together because I really don't know what all the heck is going on. Well, nobody okay. knows. It's embezzlement yeah. Yeah. charges yeah. and investigation yeah. going on. So it's, <laughs> so it's a little bit interesting. And then I don't know how to look at... Uh, uh, what's the name? Garner's role. You know, I'm not really sure what's going on with her. Isn't she a and witch that, and woman? That, and that red pickup truck and those overalls. <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on what with her. What is she? A woods woods woman? Woods, what, what is I, I don't know what the hell she is. I, I could put it together, but whatever she is, you know, I don't know. It's okay. I'll keep watching it to see if I can make some some rhyme or reason of it. It's, it's okay. It's kind of slow moving yeah. and um. And, you know, and the relationship with her and the daughter is just very adversarial. That's a step. That's a step. I mean, stepdaughter. I mean, stepdaughter. Forgive me. Forgive me. I think I said it earlier. It's her, uh, her husband's daughter. You know, and, she and the reason why I say stepdaughter is because she didn't raise her at all. No, no. Babe, and know. and and the stepdaughter doesn't like her. Yeah, the stepdaughter resents her. Barely yeah. speaks to her. Only even deals with her when she has to, and she doesn't speak to her if she doesn't have to speak to her. So, you know, it's not a good relationship there. Like I said, some of the stuff is cliche because that does really happen often in real life when they remarry and, you know, there's almost grown stepchildren involved, you know. And uh, so that happens a lot. There's resentment. So, but, and you couldn't really get, it seemed that her and the husband had a pretty good relationship um, or had a good relationship, but you can't really get a grip on that yet because all these little things start to come out 
you know? So yeah. I, I don't, yeah. So I, I don't know. So I, let's just see. I'm looking forward to, you know, some nice surprises coming, you know, ahead, you know, yeah. so far. Hmm. So I wish that I, I'm, I mean, I wish that we would have seen more of their relationship before. Yeah. Just well, all of a sudden well, he's see, gone. That's, well, see, that's what's going to come out in little trickles. Yeah. You know, and yeah. And as they, you know, as the, the show evolves, as the program evolves, because right now we're just scratching our heads saying, well, we'll see. Who knows? You know, and that's where it is. They haven't yeah. they haven't given much in, in what I've seen of it. it. Not much has been given yet. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm on a fence with it. Um, I've seen enough to want to continue to watch more, but I haven't seen enough to say, oh my gosh, this is a, a great show. It's just kind of yeah, like, yeah. you know, it's okay. And I'll, you know, see if it improves. Um, okay, my let's um, go over a couple of updates. And the first one is, um, you know, unfortunately, um, Jamie Foxx was hospitalized for medical complication um, that, you know, something happened to him while he was filming, um, while he was on the set of, I think it's back in action with Glenn Close and Cameron Diaz. Right. Uh, and we don't really have much information. They do say that he is on the men. But as of the time that we're recording this podcast, he still remains in the hospital. So, you know, all, you know, my, my prayers, my, you know, positive vibes and everything go out to, to him and to his family. Um, yeah. So we, we just don't really have much information. I don't know if you wanted to say anything. And, you know, I just wanted to say, um, I hope he is on the men uh, because I've, been, you know, I've read, you know, several different accounts, you know, one account said that, they suspected that that it was a stroke. Another account said uh, it was not that serious and and that he is getting better. But that was a couple of days ago, you know, right, and that right. he is on the men. Uh, and and, you know, they were they were discrepant. You know, one said one thing and one said another thing, mm -hmm. you know, and and then there was one that didn't give much information at all, except that you know, that he had been filming and, you know, whatever. And, you know, one said they, that there was an emergency uh, medical, you know, EMTs were called. And then another one said that did not happen. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I've been reading some really all over the place accounts of it. So I don't know all that, but I think I can certainly safely say that he is not well and that he is in the hospital. Uh, other than that, I don't know what happened and I hope he gets well soon. You know, I hope he gets well soon. I hope he makes a full recovery from whatever in the hell happened. Uh, mm -hmm. I hope he'll be okay. Me, me too. You know, just in you know positive vibes to to, to the Absolutely. Fox family. Absolutely, I hope he'll be good and can resume his career. You know, so that's what I want to say. Okay. Um, another update, and I don't know how much this is really an update and more of just foolishness. So Nick Cannon was um, recently asked to name all of his 12 children during a recent interview, and he forgot three of their names. My Good for him. Good for him. He, he, and he, he thought three, but, but, but he named nine. Oh, so okay. that's good. Okay. He named nine. That's okay. a passing grade. Okay. Nine <laughs> out of 12. Okay. That isn't that great passing mathematically? Yeah, it's it's that's passing, passing man. That's passing. Yes. So he is at least a passing father. That's good. You can name at least nine out of your 12 children. That is pretty good. That's a hell of a high standard. Ask him about the mothers. I bet he can name fewer than that. 
Does he have two by any one of the women except Mariah? He does. Twins. He oh, does. Good for him. He maybe can name her because we know he stopped by there at least twice. Okay. 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 Yeah. Let's see if the grade is as high when it comes to naming the mothers of his children. I bet you the number is even worse. At least he can name them. Wonder if he knows where they live. Wonder I if he can't. has a flow chart for their birthdays. I can't. Wonder mind. if he knows if they whether or not they go to school, whether or not they're developing normally. What what genders are they identifying with? Wonder if he knows anything. I wonder if he knows what states they even live in. Well, don't wonder, ask I, too much now. I, yeah, I wonder. Does he does he have a flow chart? Because at this point, he needs a flow chart to keep up with them. Does he have addresses? Do they have social security numbers? What's going on? Okay. Does he have a, does he have a, uh, you know, does, is he using QuickBooks to pay child support? Who handles all that? You know, I wonder if he's, right? I wonder what's going on. Good. So good. What's wrong, Dwight? <laughs> oh, nothing. Okay. How you, Bob? You just too funny. All right. Anyway, okay. Bob, let's move on to um something else, which is kind of uh, sad. Not that this person is sad, but Wendy Williams. And we really are talking about her ex-husband. So, you know, uh, Kevin, Kevin Hunter. Yeah. Yes. So he's. You know, we all know of Kevin Hunter. Yes. So mm -hmm. he lawyered up after, you know, you know, Tasha K. Tasha K yes. recently shared some clips from a 2019 interview. Oh, I got oh, and, yes, Tasha. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. no, no. Go Mark. ahead. Go no, ahead. No, no. Okay. Uh, where singer Avion Folster made allegations that he was in a sexual relationship with, with uh, Kevin Hunter. And he's saying that it wasn't just a regular sexual relationship. He said that Kevin Hunter raped him at three o'clock in the morning. And so, you know, of course, Kevin Hunter is denying that, um, you know, he says at that three o'clock in the morning at three o'clock in the morning, he mm -hmm. says, I'm, pre I'm preparing for a defamation lawsuit. Um, anybody that knows me and this is Who's no preparing for a defamation lawsuit, Kevin. Kevin, yes. Oh, okay. And anyone that knows me, and well, this is I didn't no disrespect. No, okay. he's the he's the one who's saying these things, huh? But 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 we can still be suing each other for defamation. It doesn't matter who said what. It's that you said something. I can still be suing you for defamation. Okay. You could be saying I'm lying, so I can sue you for defamation for saying I'm lying because I'm telling the world what you did to me. Defamation can go all kinds of ways. Please, you know that I know all about that. Okay. Well, okay. he said this is no disrespect to the LGBTQ community. They know where I am with it. And he says that he's a straight alpha, alpha male. Right. Okay. So I don't know what your thoughts on this. Um, My I've, thought is that three o'clock in the morning, I don't know what anybody is doing and, and, and what they might have saw anything and thought anything was anything at three o'clock. That's, um, that's an hour. That's an hour that that you're into whatever you're doing. If you're having your cocktails, you're deep into them by three o'clock in the morning. If you're having your other type of get high, if you're in any way halfway faded, three o'clock in the morning, you're reaching your max. I don't know what goes on at three o'clock. That's well, a lot. you know, whatever. It, rape is a serious allegation. So whatever the right. case, we don't that, we don't want to go the there with that. That's, so the, I'm that's, not... that's the thing of rape, and I'm not see now you taking it real seriously. I'm trying to make it a joke because what? I, because what I would like to think and believe 
is that it didn't really go down that way. I would like to think and believe because Kevin's been out there for years. I don't know why nobody did just hearing it. And he'd been going, doing everything with everybody. So I don't know how all of a sudden, you know, we're just hearing it because he had never heard that he was kind of out there, you know, for years, over 20 some years. Well, we don't know what he's been doing and not well, doing. No, well, you saying we don't know what he's been doing, but I'm telling you, people don't care and we would have been telling. People don't okay. care what he's been doing. Because he, he, I'm saying he's not been discreet, is my point with you. He's not a person known for being discreet. His shit would have been all up and down the street because he's a, not a person who is discreet. Some people, they, you know, keep things kind of calm and kind Not him. Not, not Kevin. Okay. That's the only reason that makes me believe that he didn't do it. Because he okay. ain't a person no. who necessarily would have hit it. Okay. You know, because he's been out there with everything, every body, you know. So uh, to me, he's not a person who necessarily would have hit it. That's all I'm saying. Well, I don't, listen, Ma, I, all I know None is, of is us that he's know. suing Tasha K. okay? We're yeah. threatening to sue her, okay? So yeah. we don't know yeah. anything about whatever, but well, you don't well, need to claim well, that somebody K. did something okay. and they don't yeah. know. Well, the we thing about know. it, no, no, we don't know anything, but I'm just saying that this is the first we heard, but Tasha K. Um, this uh, isn't the first. This is, this is from 2019. This isn't the first. This oh, is this is from 2019. Yeah, I understand, she, I understand that, but I'm saying other people would have oh, spoken gotcha. on it. That's all I'm saying. I got you. I agree. So that's all. So let's just see how it goes. But as far as him suing Tasha K, that's her business. And she she just repeating what somebody said to her. She don't have to, you know, n n prove nothing. That's she's repeating what somebody said to her. You know, okay. she's yeah. she not making the allegation. She's repeating the story. Just as many people in in the YouTuber business do, you know. So, uh, you know, he can sue Tasha K. He need to be talking to Avion. Never mind Tasha K. Well, and I Tasha don't know. K. I don't, I don't know if he's going to come after her. I, I understand that. But what I'm telling you is that Tasha K can't prove or disprove anything other than uh, Avion. All she would have to prove, she would have to prove that it's true and that. All she would be culpable, uh, you know, responsible for is that that's what he reported to her. Right, and if, right. And if she said, he said that, it's all rumor. It's all gossip. Okay, well, listen, I don't know. All mm -hmm. we know is that he says that he's luring, luring up after that clip was resurfaced. Yeah. So, who knows? Yeah. Okay. So we shall see. We shall see. Okay. All right. Uh, so, you know, Pete Davidson appeared on The Breakfast Club to clear up the mystery behind all of this BDE you know, info that yeah, was being spread yeah, about him. Yeah, did, yeah. You, did you hear about him? And he says, No, I didn't it, hear about it. So he says it's a very normal sized penis. It's likely, you know, not too big or too small. And he says he doesn't understand where all of this that got blown out of proportion. But reportedly, Ariana Grande is the one who joked about the size of his penis when she was saying, when somebody asked her how long one of her new songs would be. And she said 10 inches and then she started laughing. And then she meant to say, oops, a minute. So what are you, what are your, <laughs> do you think that he is trying to play everything down? Yes. Or do you think there's nothing to any of this stuff? Because everyone. I think, yeah, I think there's something to it. Okay. I okay. think there's something to it. And I think he's trying to play it down. Cause he, you know, cause it's funny, you know. And yeah. so, and, and it's a talking point. And mm -hmm. it makes him interesting. Other than that, he would he be as interesting? 
you know, so I think it's funny. No, I, there's yeah. a lot more to love of him. Yeah, there you go. And then people trying to, you know, get some of that love. So that's all. That's nice. That's cute. I think he's trying to be coy, you know. Yeah, that's good. He's marketing himself that way. That's all. It's kind of even more attractive and sexy that he's, you know, doing it like that instead of like, yeah, blah, you know, that's kind of. Yeah, instead of like Kanye coming out saying so, what's going on, man. <laughs> you know, telling the girl how small his penis is. <laughs> Just a fool. Just a fool. Oh gosh. Okay, Ma. Uh, he played that all. Kanye played that all wrong. He should have been playing it like he's got eleven or twelve. You know, he yeah. played it all wrong. Just a fool. So, Ma, on Thursday, uh, Fifty Cent hopped on social media again to take a swipe at the stars. He says that he has the number one, two, three, and four top TV shows in African-American and Latino households. And I hate that I did it with the wrong people. And he says that he's not doing any BMF spinoffs or selling any other shows to stars. Now, do you think that 50 is handling this the right way? Why is this fight so public? Well, uh, you know, well, 50 has gotten a lot of success, you know, doing things like that. But at this juncture, he should be a little more polished and sophisticated. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm thinking. Um, but historically, this has worked for him. But I don't know. I, I don't know if that's the best way, the best tact for him right now. At this stage of the game. Right, right. Yeah. So I, quest I question the wisdom of that at this stage of the game. Because he certainly has access to the best of you know, entertainment lawyers and contract lawyers and so on and so forth, that at this point, he is on that level. And, and it, you know, all that he says may be true, may not be true, but at this point, it needs to go, you know, I mean, you know, a little bit. Sometimes people can make a little innuendo, a little hint here or there, but it doesn't need to go into a full blown up, blown up a fight, full out, you know, warfare with the network that currently you know, is airing his shows because they did give him, you know, he did make that decision in the first place. They did give him an opportunity and um, that's it. You know, so uh, whatever else is going on, he probably needs to use his attorneys at this point. Yeah, I, I don't know. I always think that he thinks that everything is um, any publicity is good publicity. But I think at a certain point, you know, it doesn't work. You know, yeah. he already has enough fame and success success to where that's not going to work for him anymore. Just always right. fighting with right. everybody. Come right. on, man. Right. Stop. Right. right. Okay, my. Uh, but I will we... say, I will yeah. say, at least it's a network and not specific individuals, which which probably is a better look for him. You know, in terms of his fans, how his fans view him, it's probably a better look that it's like a, a thing as opposed to you know people. As opposed to his peers and friends and so on and so forth, I think it's much better. Okay. If you if you, if if he has to fight, you would say it would be like like fighting the the corporation, you know, as opposed to fighting with, uh, you know, Tom Dick or Harry. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right, Ma. Before we get into um a couple of our reality shows for the week, um, I don't know. Have you heard of RME? Uh, is that a group? No, it's not. Okay, so just tell me what it is. It's rich mom energy. So that's the new no thing. No wonder I haven't heard of it. 
Anyway, uh, I don't think it's as cool as BDE because here's just a couple of things for what an RME looks like. Number one, she doesn't do breakfast, okay? Number two, she drives a black Lexus or is driven. Number three, she has more than one nanny. Number four, she's raising her kids as vegans, even though her nannies feed them bacon. And number five, she skis in Aspen. Good. Now, see, to me, that's just a Good. rich woman. That has that nothing. It's nothing. Hey, do I, about that. I see it was a slow day at the factory. Keep okay. going. Okay. All right. All Go right. Ahead. You're you're right. Okay, ma. So let's let's get into uh, the big reveal, which we said we were going to talk about, which is Love Is Blind. Okay. So Kwame and Chelsea, ma, were you surprised that he said I do? Well, sort of, yes. I was sort of surprised because I didn't understand why he was making this whole thing up about, you know, mom is not happy. And I really, you know, her opinion is so important to me. I didn't understand that at all. That seemed ridiculous and just blown out of proportion. And it seemed like to me, if he was going to go down that road, uh, it would have been just as uh, some excuse for his behavior. So I was looking at that a little bit, but that went nowhere as it should, as is appropriate. It should not have gone anywhere. And I didn't necessarily see him as being so sincere. And I don't necessarily see him as being so sincere now, even though he did say yes. Right. So we will see. I saw her as being very thirsty for an idyllic relationship and she's just going to take Kwame and or he's going to agree to go uh, with her over to wherever she lives near her friends and family. That's why it's so important for them to embrace Kwame because she just loves it. She took him and he visited there and and she wants him to be a part of, you know, her world, her environment. And which is uh, a nice, lovely world. She feels, you know, she believes and it is lovely. Uh, as far as the physical appearance of it, but how lovely it will be for him, I don't know. But um, I could see that it would be appealing to him and it would be an easy life for him because I don't think he has to do much more than he's already done to impress right. her. Right. You know, she seems to be just very willing to do whatever she needs to do to be with and impress him. It so, you know, I see, I see it being very beneficial for him, if he wants a certain type of lifestyle, uh, I see it as being advantageous to Kwame. Right. I, You know what? For me, I, I didn't like that he said yes, because I don't believe that he really loves this woman. And I, I feel either. as though Chelsea is just too, like, was it star-eyed, star-eyed, star-eyed? Yes, star-eyed, sure. And um, I, I, I'm not feeling it and um I think that she deserves to have someone who loves her as much as she at least thinks that she loves him right or infatuated whatever she is right and um he doesn't he doesn't even seem like you know he doesn't he seems like he's annoyed by her you know he doesn't seem happy it seems like oh he's Chelsea again you know Mm -hmm. So I don't know. The reunion, it will be airing tonight, yeah. guys. Okay. So we'll, oh, okay. We'll yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So I am okay. looking forward to that. But let's get into Micah 
and pulled my now I was that I was really surprised at. I, I thought that I was, was surprised say, not because well see you know what I I was I did you know was of two minds about it. On the one hand, I felt that he was just like a, a kind of easygoing, easily manipulated nice guy. That's right. what I thought. That's right. how I took him. I I heard him though when he said that he uh he mentioned that he had some some misgivings about it. Right. He did not say that he felt a hundred percent convinced that that's what he should be doing. I heard him when he said that. But what I thought was going to happen was that he was going to feel that he couldn't do that. But in the end, he was more brave and more ethical. His his sense of being true to himself weighed out over everything. Right. You know, because I don't think he was nasty, although I know it was hurtful to her. I don't think he was being a nasty or vindictive person. I think his sense of, let me just be honest. Mm-hmm. I think that was the number one thing with him. And right. in a way that could be extremely hurtful since that's what the truth was. I think he told what was really the truth at the altar. Right. You know, and he had been saying some things, but he never did say what his final decision was going to be. And he came across as very soft-spoken. Mm-hmm. And she was always talking about how she was elevating his life. She said, use that language. She used those words. I'm elevating him in terms of something, something, something. And I didn't like it that she let his her friend talk to him all kinds of ways and everything. Because, look, you're my good friend and this and that. And you're not going to talk to my you know, person that I care enough about that I'm going to marry you're not going to do that. I would never do that to you. And and she should not have let that. And he looked at that. He's like, well, now, wait a minute. She's letting all this. This is okay with her. And, you know, uh, she thinks I'm deserving of this. or this is, you know, acceptable. No, mm-hmm. no, no, no. And see, she he found all that out. And I don't think he would have wanted that for her. I think he would have stepped up and defended her more. And I find that men look at those kinds of things a lot. Yeah, they, they look at how will you support them for real, you mm-hmm. know. And this woman was just talking to him like he was a chicken little, and Micah is lucky ducky, you know, well, or whatever. Well, my, how about the how about this? I mean, nobody ever mentions this. We always point to when Micah and Kwame were talking how it made Chelsea feel. How yeah, did it make how Paul did it feel? Make Paul feel? How right. that? Well, that you know what you took the words right out of my mouth. He had to look at how she didn't have any consideration at all. How, not only how she talked to him, how long? It should have been, oh, so you're so-and-so. Well, oh, I'm sure you're a nice guy, but I have made the choice that, you know, I made the choice that I think was right for me, you know, and I'm sure you're a nice guy and you and you and uh, Chelsea, you know, will be happy or something. You know, with the words to that effect. And right. I'm like, I wouldn't even have to separate from him. Right. I, you know, separate from Paul. I, w- I would have had my conversation with Kwame right there in the group. All we right. wouldn't just go in a huddle. All I right. Don't, I don't have to hide. I don't, no, no, no. You know, I said what I had to say to you and made my decision there. Right. I'm not going in any type of huddle. Not if I'm still planning on marrying the man I chose. Right. The man whose proposal I accepted. I'm not going huddling any place with another man who wanted to, you know, was vying for my you know, hand in marriage. Right. I'm not talking to you nowhere. 
you know, and especially just a long, protracted conversation and giggling and carrying on. No, I'm not doing that because we're still learning each other. And I, I, no, I'm not doing that. That absolute and most women wouldn't have done it. Not not like that. Not under the, not if they were serious minded, you know. And, you know, is this just your personality? You don't think you have to consider me any more than that? You know, well, good point. Good, good point. I think that has not been emphasized. You are 100% correct. And you see how he is. Mm-hmm. He's very thoughtful. Mm-hmm. He's very thoughtful. He is. And, and yeah, and you know, and like they say, still waters run deep. Mm-hmm. You know, because he wasn't yapping, yapping. Uh-uh, uh-uh. His mind was good, sound, solid, and working. You know, so, so, so be it. And he was not a punk about it. He, he, no, you he know, some, some people will just be like, well, I, I won't do it. I just won't, you know, and he wasn't so nice, quote unquote. I thought he would have been what I call nicer and just not have done it, you know, mm-hmm. at the time. but no, he was like, I'm going to be, you know, the honest and, and be, and, and I think he also considered for himself what was best for himself. I think mm-hmm. that's what he did. I think he was selfish enough to be honest, you know, and uh, so it just went down that way. But yeah, that that was a little of a surprise. Yeah. I was I wasn't in total shock, but I, you know, you know, it was that was, you know, I thought he, I didn't think he was going to do that. No. Um. So let's and then, at, and then at the altar, she goes, "You go first. When have you ever heard anybody say that at the altar? She was insecure. Absolutely, you go first. You know, I'm out here now. Whatever's going to be is what it's going to be. You know. So that was ridiculous. But okay, go ahead, sweetie. Okay. Um, and then the last two couples who I thought it was a little bit more, um, I don't want to say predictable, but we could have, we saw the the chemistry between them. And at least I was hoping that they would stay together. Bliss and Zach, um, I, I think that they are good together. I still look at him a little sideways. Well, he's a little quirky. Arena. Yeah. You know arena. I think I think, I don't know if he was going, some people think it was sexual chemistry or maybe because they didn't see each other. They were just talking. But what I think is, I think he really felt undeserving. I think he was unaccustomed and I think he felt scared and undeserving of Bliss because Bliss was so sweet and so kind for real. Well, you know what it was, Ma? You can say that and I and I would love to believe that. But I'm thinking that based on Bliss being so sweet and so nice and her having like a like a quirky kind of nerdy sounding voice and her being older than Irina. He didn't think she would look she would look as good. He didn't. Right. He was assuming. He thought the other one was going to be more physically attractive. OK. No, no. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yes. Ma, that's what I was saying. He he thought that Bliss wasn't going to be as attractive as, as Arena, just you know. Based I think on, that's oh, no. I think that's part of it. And then when he saw her, he was too stunned to open his mouth when he saw Arena. <laughs> I've never seen anybody respond oh, that way. He didn't think you know. Listen, Arena can't whatever with her looks, whatever. It's just unfortunate that her personality is not good, and then you know. I'll leave that alone about her looks. We know that Bliss is is the more attractive one and she seemed to be the nicer one, the sweeter one. And Arena was the complete opposite, you know? And, um, you know, I feel like if you work on your personality 
that helps you look better too. Yeah, yeah. It all um, can go together. Absolutely. So, so yeah. Absolutely. So, so yeah. I, I wish them well. What do you, I mean, my, are you okay with them as a couple or? I'm okay with them as a couple. He's a little quirky and so forth. And his communication style is not good because he always presents something, the negative part of it. You know, he starts out with something negative and, and you know, which could turn off people, could, which can be very, you know, off-putting. He starts out with negative, but if you will stay with him and listen to everything he has to say, he will turn it into something much more positive. His communication style to me is not good, is not good, you know, but if you're patient and if you stay with him, he'll he'll turn it around. You know, because yeah. he, he always starts out with something. I, I realized I loved her when I left her. You know, I mean, sometimes people don't. What do you mean you left me? You know, and uh, I realized when I was alone, you know, some, you know, people can be. Is that what it took? Is that what it, you know, he, he can have a very uh, just kind of almost abrasive way of communicating. Right. So that part is not good. And he's done it a couple of times on the show, obviously. And um, so that's not good. When he was talking to, you know, when he met with her mom, you know, he was talking about how he had chosen somebody else first. And, you know, I mean, sometimes that can make people not like you as much. Right, right. So, but, but if you, like I said, if you hang in there with him, you know, I thought it was so sweet the way he swept her, you know, uh, you know, held her and swept her off her feet to give it a kiss at the uh, altar. That was really cute. That was like uh, a little more, more romantic than all of the rest of them had been, you know? So that part was really cute. Yeah, especially the ones that didn't get married. Okay. Yeah. Well, there was only the one couple. Well, it was two because one just bailed out in the. <laughs> it was three, really. What three? Him, him and Alina. Oh, oh, well, you count that? Uh, they didn't even date us or anything. What did they go on a, one day together or something? Oh, that was ridiculous. That was horrible. But he couldn't stand her when he saw her. He was sitting oh. there with his mouth open, like, oh my God. And then he was saying, what what was his reason why he didn't speak for a while? <laughs> what, what, Did he you, think she looked like yeah. Megan Fox? No, I don't know. I don't know. Somebody I'm joking. That, but it was terrible. Well, it, you know, because Megan awful. Fox is really pretty. So whatever that was. Well, well, that wasn't the case. It, it was just awful. It was just terrible. But I was so happy for uh, Brett and Tiffany. Oh, God, I was so happy. I hope they'll give each other a chance. We'll see. Surely. Yeah. Yes, yes, we will. We'll see. I hope they'll give each other a chance. That's all I can say. And at least they were happy for during that period. You know, they had that day that was beautiful. So uh, that was okay. good. So, so I, got, I got one real surprise. Well, kind of a little bit surprised that Kwame said yes. Um but I can see how, like I said, lifestyle with her would be beneficial. But I'm not, you know, I'm not convinced of his sincerity at all. Um, and then with uh, Paul and 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 Micah, that was that was the real big surprise. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So we'll we'll follow up on this again. Um, you know, soon because the episode, the reunion is airing live. So everyone get their favorite cocktail for that. Okay. Or, or, or mocktail. Okay. Uh, okay, Ma, just really briefly with Married at First Sight, because we ran over time again today. Okay. Um, Kirsten and Shaq, they um hmm. have consummated their marriage. Yes, they have. 
Uh, I'm not excited about it. You know what? It's nothing to be excited about because they consummated their marriage, but it seems like Shaq is less uh, starry-eyed, as you say, daughter. (laughs) He's less starry-eyed now than he was before. He's he's becoming very disillusioned with her. Yeah, he's complaining a lot, isn't he? Yeah, after the consummation, you know? And we kind of don't want to hear that, you know? At least act like you're going through the euphoria of the moment. Uh, Right. But he's like, hmm. I got I got 99 problems and this so-and-so is one. Right. That's how he's treating her. Oh my goodness. I don't, I don't like what happened because I understand mm-hmm. she was a little too much in the beginning for sure. She didn't want to kiss him. She didn't look like she was attracted to him. She was complaining. She wanted him to buy her almost $3 million house, all this stuff. But now things kind of flipped the script. Right. And yeah, I that, don't that, like right. it. And, and, mm-hmm. and his complaints about her are legitimate. You know, they're real. I, I, you know, I mean, when I say they're real, I mean, they really did happen. He's not, you know, and he's, I guess he's sort of, you know, trying to do a little bit of forecasting. Is this what I have to look forward to? You know what, you know, and, and, you know, and the the consummation part is not worth it. The sex ain't worth it. I told you he's a man of the world. Okay. She ain't his first nothing. She ain't his first. Well, he's in his thirties. She shouldn't. I, I, well, well, well. And maybe first wife. Maybe not even that. Maybe right. And like I said, I couldn't buy him just accepting all that. It just never to me. It never fit with everything else going on. In you don't think he's too much though, now, Ma? You don't think he's a little? He is too much. He is too much. But 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 that's how it goes. That's what people are not getting. That's how it goes. If you keep everything so suppressed and everything, it's coming out. It, it, and it's not going to necessarily come out at the right time. It should have been coming out all along as he would have been confronting each episode. It should have been coming out all along. But, you know, now it's coming out. Now he's thinking about it. Maybe he went back and viewed, you know, some of the early episodes. He, said, he can so, see him. He didn't yeah. see episodes. Look, look, I don't know what he did. But he, I, or maybe he, he couldn't see it. Back. Oh, okay. But I, I said he. Listen, I don't know what he did, but he's complaining now, okay? So Stop whatever. listening to Tasha K, man. So, no, I haven't listened to Tasha K in a while, although yeah. I must turn her on and get an update. But anyway, I haven't listened to Tasha K in a while. I'm too busy. I can't barely listen to anything. But uh, I can't even listen <laughs> yeah, to the, 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 yeah, the things <laughs> I'm required to listen to. I can't even listen to. But listen, the thing about it is that, you know, however he feels, that's oh, how he feels. He's entitled to feel how he feels. And if he's complaining, maybe he maybe he wants to complain. Maybe, Mala, he, maybe he feels he didn't complain enough in the beginning. So damn it, he's complaining now. Um, so that's it. Okay. But, but consummating the marriage has not helped their situation. It is not. Normally that quiets them down. For that's a what I'm bit. saying. Just a yeah, little bit. It's not this. Not at all. Oh gosh. Okay, bye. Uh let's talk about another big mouth, Nicole, Nicole and Chris. I know that's your girl, but to me, she's too much and everybody She's entirely too much. I never said she wasn't too much. I said they need somebody like that to get it going, you know, to keep it going. No, I never said she wasn't too much. I never said she was inappro- wasn't inappropriate. I said you need that person in there with that group. Remember, who was it? Uh, Merla? Remember Merla and what was his name? 
Do you remember Merla yes. and the and the, the uh, environment? And the, what is his name? Oh gosh. Well, anyway, he was always he was always leading those conversations too. Yeah. Him. Well. Well. <laughs> hey. Yeah, I remember Merlin. I he was there. He's a good looking. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah. yeah, but she sent him to therapy. Because <laughs> cause she probably the first one who told him no, and she wasn't even that attractive or anything, really. You know, oh, to me. Nice. I think she wore one pair of shoes or something. Merlin didn't, she didn't even look nice to me. She didn't have outstanding clothes or anything. Get out of oh. here. But anyhow, I can't even think of his name, but I remember. What is his name? Okay, I, I can't hate remember. that. We'll get to it later. We'll find. Okay, uh, Gina and Clint. How about Cliff or Clinton or something like that? No. You... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. How about Earl? I think it was <laughs> Earl. Does that sound right? No. <laughs> Gil. Gil. I told you it was something like that. You are right. It was. <laughs> it was Cliff Clinton, Chris Earl. Right. Okay. I knew um, it was a short name. I knew it was ooh, a little short name. Okay. Yeah. Ma, how about Jita and Clint? Oh, gosh. They, they Listen, didn't. Now, I know I'm going to sound like a complete sucker, but to me, they're behaving well. To me, but they're, they're not doing well. anything. Well, they'll get to that. You see how things turn. Maybe she's scared. She see how things went with she see how things move with Kirsten. How did that happen? Things are going terrible now. Yeah, no, it's true. Uh <laughs> and so she may be thinking, no, at least at least I can keep him interested as long as, you know, once I give him something, that'd be the end. So yeah. I don't know. Oh, um, let me stop. Oh, I, did, I just think Gina and Clint, I don't even know if they could be friends, but they, they're fine. Like I don't know what quiet, they're doing right now, but they're but, getting along. They yeah, but just no, as friends I don't see or romance. Yeah. And then well, you don't see any, they all have any romance. They all show any romance. <laughs> and then your favorite couple, Jasmine and Aries. Well, she sees where there's a lot of attraction. <laughs> Didn't you want to just bust her in her big square head? <laughs> you look at her and say, what is wrong with you? Why are you such a damn adult? You're just an adult. What the hell is wrong with you? Uh, I see, yes, I see attraction. And this man is over on the other, damn near the other end of the room. And, <laughs> and, and when everybody else is dead, they part that they go out and he grabs the damn <laughs> And he's over, and you standing over there looking like a nut and getting mad and throwing a fit. And, and, and you know, and, but you, what, where did you see attraction, Jasmine? Where oh, did you God. see that? Where did you feel or see attraction with this man? And every minute he's looking like he swallowed something nasty <laughs> and with the expression on his face and looking over at you and turning away and going, I'm really not just, a, I'm just not attracted. He just didn't reach that yet. He keeps just saying there. that. He says it. He says it more than she says it. <laughs> and she goes, "My husband's not a chap, but I'm attracted to him." I don't know. Well, at this on. point, won't you not be attracted, attracted to him? him? Wait a minute, my. And not only would I not be attracted to him, I wouldn't keep letting myself. I would tell him. I would tell him and them and anybody else there in production. This man has one more time to say to me. He's not attracted to me on live television in front of millions of people, and I'm off this show. 
He couldn't keep insulting me like that. I would tell him, listen, Chris, if you're not, uh, whatever his name, not Chris, uh, Aris, if you're not attracted to me, you can't keep saying that to me on live TV. I'm a human being, okay? And whatever it is, you're offending me, okay? You can't keep saying that to me because I can't control you, but I can control me. And you ain't got enough money because this show don't pay enough money to change my life and do all that for me. So I'll walk right the hell off this show if you keep insulting me every damn week. I would tell well, him. I would hold a halt to it. I would call a halt to that shit. Other people left the show. Look at Dominique. Dominique didn't give a damn about nothing. We could say we could say Dominique is goofy, but she didn't give a damn about nothing. She's like, look, I, this ain't what I want, man. I'm out. Yeah. Well, she was also 25 and didn't have any business. Then. I don't care if she's 95. She just did what she wanted to do. And there's a certain level of respect. You, you don't have to agree with it, but well, there's a certain level of respect. She didn't let herself get manipulated like that damn other girl. Right. Uh, uh, Paige. She didn't let herself get manipulated and treated like that. And, and Paige, she did get trim out of it, but that's all she got. And she knew it wasn't nothing with that. You know, come on. But no, I mean, let's well, but, but go. My... He's okay. telling her every week he doesn't like her. And she just sits there and takes it and repeats it. And just like she's a damn masochist. Well, so I, I don't like something it. Something is not right. Uh-uh, 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 baby. I would tell him, listen, you know, I can't help how you feel. That's your business, so be it. But you're not going to sit here and every week keep telling me that because you are insulting me and disrespecting me. You know, at this point, I would give a damn if you like me or not. You're not going to keep just insulting me, you know. And But see, but I also wouldn't like him either, okay? I'd be like, what? You what? You know, you know what? Guess what? They got them better than you out there, better than you. Almost all of them are better than you, you know. No, he couldn't talk to me like that. I would tell them to show Dr. Pepper, Pastor Cal, and whatever the other therapist names that they bring in there. No, no, I'm not having it. Well, and don't tell me that you can't do it because some people do it. What you doing? The cha-cha, the rumble with your hands over there, daughter? All right, I'm finished. Okay. Uh, alrighty. So, Ma, uh, we will see what happens with um, Married at First Sight because obviously there's a lot of stuff going on. I'm very um, upset with the situation with Jasmine. Okay. But anyway, go ahead. All right, Ma. Three things that made you smile. The sun, the stars, the moon. The sun, the stars, the moon. I'm glad my two young brothers my two uh, Justins are, you know, are doing well, but I'm upset because they have not been assigned to any committees, okay? They're still keeping them off committees, okay? And we're going to have to work with that because that's not, that's where the power lies within those committee appointments. I'm not happy with that. Okay, good, ma. All right. Um, number one, um, I really was enjoying the, the New Heights podcast with the Kelsey brothers and Shannon Sharp. Oh, me too. Uh, uh, mm -mm, that Kelsey is one. Uh, well, that Kelsey, they're both Kelsey. That Travis Kelsey, woo! That's okay. one handsome man. That's one big, good looking man. Uh, number two, Coachella is going on right now. You know, that's always a lot of fun and excitement. So um, it, wonderful for Coachella. And number three, my Samuel Jackson and John David Washington will be starring in an adapted version of The Piano Lesson by Organ Wilson. It's going to be on Netflix. By August Wilson. August Wilson. Yeah. Yes. Okay, that's good. gonna be on, on Netflix. Okay. Oh, wonderful. All oh, right, Matt. I'm looking forward to that. I know that'll be good. 
Uh, I know that would be good. Okay. Please help us. Uh, is there anything that you want to tell anybody, Bob, before? <laughs> I want to tell everybody, stay woke. Keep your eyes on the prize. Let your voice be heard. Take care of your health. Stay uh, careful, prayerful, and blessed. And hydrated. All right. Uh, thank you for listening to the Bambushi Happy Hour. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the Bambushi Happy Hour and also all things Peju. Subscribe to our homepage, uh, all things Peju, the homepage of the Bambushi Happy Hour, guys. So like Ma said, everyone stay woke, be safe, and we'll be talking to you soon. Don't forget to watch uh, Love is Blind, and we will be talking about it on the next episode. All right, everybody. Bye. Bye.